Welcome to the Weekly Lisa, the podcast that covers everything. Hi, and welcome to the Weekly Lisa. Of course, I'm Lisa. Now today this is a a one-sided discussion, I guess, uh, about cancer. Now, I have quite a lot of cancer in my family, um, and obviously I'm going to reel that off, and we're going to go through each one individually. So the most recent cancer in my family was my dad who if you've seen the podcast prior i think it might be prior to this one um was he actually died of liver cancer in february 2021 which was something we didn't know about so obviously there's the first one on the list liver cancer which incidentally originally started off as spots on his liver that's how they found it so there's one um my half sister had um, cervical cancer when she was in her 20s, early 20s. Um, now, screening for cervical cancer is non-invasive. It's it's not, not a problem. Go and have your smear test done, girls, because smear tests are your first line of defence when it comes to cervical cancer. Now, I am a prime example of not wanting a smear test. I went for five and a half years before somebody said to me, but how much cancer's in your family? And I was like, hmm, actually, I think I need to go and have it done. Thankfully, touch wood, I'm patting the top of my head, which most British people do when you say touch wood, when there's no wood around. Um, thankfully, it was all clear. Now, <laughs> breast cancer in my family is quite rife. So my mum's two sisters had breast cancer. One had breast cancer of both breasts and on the breastbone. One just had breast cancer in the other breast. My mum had breast cancer and she had a full mastectomy, uh, which to those that don't know what that is, she had the full breast taken away, um, which incidentally was the right thing to do because she just had a lump. And when she had, when they tested the whole breast tissue, they found that she had a mass at the top of the breast and at the bottom of the breast, but the middle of the breast was clear. So she made the right choice by having a full mastectomy done, which incidentally, it took me 18 months before I could look at the scar, out of fear, I think, more than anything. Uh, but my mum was a youth worker for the local authorities, and she ended up becoming a sexual health worker and a... Um, health worker for for the youth service and her breast cancer was actually topic of conversation with a lot of young girls um, now my problem with the breast cancer in, in, in hindsight is having a mammogram done is not something you have done until you are I think originally it was 50 you don't have a standard invite to a mammogram until you were 50 now, because of the amount of cancer in my family, when I reached the age of 30, I was invited to go every two years to have mammograms done. Now, ladies, if you've not had a mammogram done before, or you don't know what it is, they're going to squish your boob to an inch of its life, quite literally. They're going to try and get it down to as thin as possible, and it hurts. I I don't envy anybody that has small boobs. Um, I have relatively big boobs so it's not not as sore but believe me it's still painful either way um so for me i think women 
particularly women that have got cancer history in the family, should be tested a lot sooner than 50. Like I said, when I got to 30, I was then invited to go every two years for mammograms, which incidentally, due to COVID, I haven't actually had one done. Hmm, I need to look into that, but anyway. So, we have, obviously, smear tests for cervical cancer. We have mammograms for breast cancer. Now, the one person I haven't told you about is my grandma. Now, my grandma had bowel cancer. How do you test for bowel cancer? In a nutshell, you really don't, because it's not something that's common. Same with liver cancer. How do you test for liver cancer? Again, you don't. Unless they're looking for it, you're not going to come across it. And that's what happened with my dad. They didn't need to look for it because my, dad's, my dad had heart failure, so his heart was failing anyway. Forgive me for the buzzing. I, I forgot to turn my phone off. I, I keep doing this. I forgot to put my phone on do not disturb mode while I'm recording. Forgive me. Um, anyway, they didn't look for any cancer in my dad's body because his heart was failing. So they thought his breathlessness, his coughing, which incidentally my dad did cough, which he was told was part of his heart because he can't, his heart's not getting enough oxygen like it should. Um, his lungs weren't getting enough oxygen. But then when he actually went into hospital, he went in with severe back pain, which meant that they did a couple of scans and found the spots on his liver which incidentally turned into um liver cancer cancer is a nasty word that everybody avoids but it has to be spoken about you have to talk about it because if you don't if your daughters do not know that they have got cancer in their family they cannot fight for their testing that needs to be done so should young girls be given the access, I guess, to mammograms and smears a lot earlier than, you know, smear is, I think it's 20. Um, and mammogram, like I said, is 50 and a standard person, if memory serves me right. Should they be given access to, to early, early access to having that tested? Yes, they should. Should there be more cancer screenings done in young women? Yes. Should they screen for more than just breast and cervical cancer? Yes. But it'd have to be a non-invasive screening, I'm sure. But how would you do that? Again, this is probably something that the medical experts, those that are a lot smarter than me, would have to look into. Cancer is a nasty disease. But if you look around, you will come across... The most amazing people in the world that have had cancer. Now, prior to my mum passing away, and I'm going a few years prior to her passing away, she had breast cancer. You would never have known she had breast cancer because never once was she poorly throughout her chemotherapy. My mum was more worried about losing her, her hair. Now, she had jet black hair, my mum. And she was more worried about losing her hair. And I was with her on the day that... Both me and my dad were with her on the day that she found out she had cancer. She already knew. She knew that this lump that she'd found was different to the rest. Because she'd had lumps up throughout the years. And she was saying to my dad... And I, this is something I will never forget. She said to my dad... She turned and looked at my dad and said... Tom, I am not having chemotherapy. I've got cancer and I'm not having chemo. And the doctor walked through the waiting room just as she said it. And he took one look at her and he went... Jackie, my office now. 
And then she went in and sat down. I was with her, like I said, my dad was there too. She sat down, he sat behind his desk, he went, you are having chemotherapy. I don't need to tell you you've got cancer because you already know. And she looked at him and he said, chemo's going to save your life. And by sure as eggs as eggs, he did. He did. My sisters made a game out of it. My sisters were very young when my mum had cancer. And they would get the kitchen sieve, which incidentally ended up being the bathroom sieve after this. Um, and they would sieve the bath before the, my mum let it out to see how many hairs my mum would lose. And like I said, she had short, thick, jet black hair, my mum. And she didn't she didn't lose that many, to be honest. She did quite well. She actually kept the majority of her hair throughout the chemo. Um, and I went with her on a few occasions where she had the chemo. Now, it was obviously put in uh, via injection into her hand, which obviously went into her body. And I think this is something that young girls in schools should be, be able to, be, to see. Because cancer's not always a bad thing. Yes, it's a bad disease, and I totally, 100% agree with that. But the chemo, people are frightened of because they don't know what to expect. I have met many cancer patients over my time of doing the job I do. And no, I don't work in a hospital, but I do come across a lot of people, a lot of older people. And they said that even though they've had cancer, it's just changed their you know aspect of life. You know, they no longer work nine to five jobs. Um, they took early retirement or whatever. You know, they, they saved up for a few years knowing that they could sustainably live and finished work or went part time. Life is far too short to be worried about what's going to come. But if you can prevent cancer if you can find cancer early enough then in my personal opinion we should be given every opportunity as women and men go through a very similar situation obviously with prostate cancer with they can get breast cancer as well because um, they have a breast bone just like we do we should be given every opportunity from a very early age to be tested for for cancer and i and i think that the the government, the hospitals, the NHS, obviously in the UK here it's the NHS. I know obviously in America it'd be slightly different, but we should be given that opportunity that if we've got cancer in the family, even those that haven't got cancer in the family, to be honest, because you don't need to have cancer in the family to get cancer. It doesn't have to be hereditary. Um, but I think we should be given early access to testing, mammograms um, and smears and whatever else they can come up with if if that can test the cancer then why shouldn't we do it it's something that is not talk, talked about a lot yes there is cancer charities out there macmillan nurses are incredible people um you know i remember my mum doing a survivor's walk um not long not long after having her mastectomy done um and well i'm saying not long after she had the mastectomy done uh, it's it was within the five years because they don't say you're actually clear of cancer for five years after you've finished chemo and it was it within that five years and she didn't want to do it because as far as she was concerned she wasn't a survivor not yet because she hadn't got to that five year mark and there was another cancer survivor there that said to my mum and i'll never forget this but you are a survivor whether you survived two minutes, two days, two years, or 20 years, you survived cancer, you survived the chemo. 
and she actually made my mum do the walk because um, my mum was there to support other cancer survivors so cancer should be talked about a lot more in schools particularly for young girls because they need to be aware that how much cancer that can a female body can actually sustain you know obviously men don't have cervix so they're not going to get cervical cancer uh, but unfortunately men do get forgive me ball cancer um, they can get breast cancer they can get prostate cancer which are quite extreme cancers cancer is something that we need to talk about we need to to get out there it needs to be a discussion even if it's a standard discussion with a with a a class in i think they, they call it phse or home studies now it should be something that is spoke about it shouldn't be a tabooed situation or a tabooed subject same with anything to do with a woman's body it should not and a man's body i should say it shouldn't be a tabooed subject it should be something that every school age child and i'm talking high school i'm not talking primary school should know about anyway i've jabbered on and i've said my piece and I've probably complained more than I've said anything else. But cancer needs to be spoke about more. So I'm going to leave it there for this week. I hope you have a wonderful week. I hope that I haven't hit, hit a nerve or upset anybody in any way because that wasn't my intention. You know, like I said, there's cancer that runs rife through my family. Get tested. Have your smear tests. Have your mammograms. I don't care how scared you are. Get it done. That's, that's the be all and end all of it. Anyway, have a wonderful week. And I will see you with a new podcast next week. Bye for now.